Blog Talk Radio. knowledge, a wealth of insight 
with you. I mean, then I'm learning and you're learning and we're able to just grow together. And that's what it's really about. So today our guest is Angela Schmidt. Angela, um, I heard her on another uh, program where she was sharing her wealth of knowledge. And I just really just felt myself saying I needed to connect with her and talk to her some more. So here she is on the program. And Angela, I'm going to read, I'm going to read her bio, all right, a little bit of her bio. Angela, um, her, her company is called OrganizationalTherapy.com, and that involves a lot of different ways, but I want you to really be clear on that Angela has a knack for being extremely organized even when she was a child. Driven by intuition and operating under the essence of feng shui, she enjoys moving energy. See, that's the part that got my attention. And created environments that are warm and nurturing for her clients. She takes great pleasure in helping others find the same freedom and giving them the space to devise their own creative process that honors them. And so without further ado this morning, we are going to welcome none other than Ms. Angela Schmidt. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Marion. Thank you for having me. Hello? Yes. Yes, I'm here. You are oh you are so welcome. I'm on Skype, so if I get a little bit of delay, please forgive me. No worries. Yes, I love it. So I I'm just I'm excited, right? Cuz I'm going to say like I said when I heard you talking with Lori, I went, "Oh my goodness, she is so there with me." When you were talking about how we got to take time out and collect this energy and re- revamp the way we function in spaces, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> but you were yeah. so kind. You were so timely because that's something that I don't do. I don't take time out to, you know, to breathe sometimes when I'm in these conferences and events because everything is going so quickly. Give us a little bit more. I know I introduced you, but share a little bit more about who Angela is and how you help individuals do this, have that freedom that you talked about in your bio. Um. I've kind of been, a, well, I have been a therapist for most of my life in different aspects, and I've used the animal assisted therapy component, um, and then I went back to school and got my master's in what we call transpersonal psychology, and like you had stated in my bio, I've just, I've always had this natural knack for space, and as I've done a lot of personal growth and a lot of work, I realized my space was my sacred environment. It's the place I could come in and feel where I could let everything down, shut the door, and no one was going to judge me, and I could be in the comforts of my own home and then invite the true people in my home and share that space with them. And as people would come through the door, they're like, I don't want to leave your home. Like, I don't feel so welcomed here. And that was, I was hearing that all the time. So I was like, this is really interesting. And so I, through grad school, I actually was kind of, this fell into my lap, and I actually had a woman who was like, I need some of your help. Well, I kind of used that as a pilot project and I took their spaces, whether it's a closet and clothes, whether it's an office and paperwork, or whether it's a home and the items in there, and we started just the organizational piece. But what I did was really sent in with my therapeutic tools, really sent into what this person's really, what their needs are, and gently going into their environment and helping them create a space that is theirs, that nurtures them, that gives them a place of peace and rest. And every client is actually someone who um, is teaching me. I mean, I go in and provide the space. I, you know, bring in the intuition piece. I bring in the therapeutic tools. 
and then my my talent and in the creative piece. But what I do is I listen to them, and so we then work together on what works works in their environment. And I've been blown away time and time again from um, working with women who have various issues and have to wear wigs, whether it's cancer, um, and creating um, some healthy space around taking care of that, um, papers and divorces, um, clothes and weight, buying new furniture, not feeling good about themselves. And then I had just a client the other day who the paint on the wall wasn't done correctly, but it opened up um, lots with her father. So... Clients are actually teaching me, but I realize that there's so much emotion in all the pieces in our environment, and how can I help bridge that gap of either clearing out what's no longer serving you and really creating the sacred space and working through those pieces? Because I think we always throw some of our stuff under that proverbial rug, and inevitably the proverbial rug gets too much dirt, and then we have to sweep it out, and that's when we do the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And see, now that you see why I have her here with us sharing with us on today, because you said something. I mean, the latter part, you talked about um, the woman with the paint on the wall and how it was connected to the loss of mm-hmm. her father. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, and this is why I really wanted you to be here, because we talk about how we remove the layers and that we understand that everything is interconnected, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, overwhelming. But we we right. may need to acknowledge it and and to allow a solution to come forward. Oh my goodness! Correct. Correct. And I think some of my experiences, and again, I mean, I just hold a container and a safe container because this is a very gentle and a very personal process. But what what my experience is is that really my clients are teaching me, and um, really honoring their processes because they're really authentic and genuine and rich. And what's amazing, through some of the transitional pain, which I think some of us, and, and myself included, when you have to face some of those emotional pieces, we think mm-hmm. that we're going to get so lost in the emotional um, despair that we're, we don't even want to go there. And so what I do is just kind of touch and go, depending on a client, and letting them go, oh, I can really face this, and I can get rid of, and I can bring in new, and, and, and kind of doing that ebb and flow piece. But I kind of ride the wave with the client. So I just really try to embrace their process and, and help them. I just, I'm kind of their hand through the through the wave on the surfboard, you know? And I just yeah. I honor what they're doing. You know, and, and I think that I think and that could be quite possibly and like I said, when I heard you, I felt that. I felt that when you were pouring out into us, yes, it was talking about networking and businesses and all that stuff, but it's all interconnected and, and when you were speaking mm-hmm. I felt that. I felt that when I talk to Angela, when I'm hearing you saying to my soul level um, mm-hmm. of, of existence in my vortex was simply, here's a part that you need to deal with. Here's how you address that need. Yes, it's your, you're still spinning. You're still the energy that's flowing, but I'm guiding. Right. It's almost like a potter's hand. Right, right. Wow. And, and, it's, and so what I do with, with individuals in their spaces um is we clean out the blockages. And so I'm not a feng shui practitioner, that it's, and, and I've checked my work just out of curiosity, and, and intuitively I'm somewhat on cue, but then there's spaces that are not logical in the feng shui practice. And so I work with people that don't have big spaces and don't have the four-bedroom homes that have a little space, but how can they feel like their little space, 500 square feet, is, is a kingdom, you know? Because... 
we have to honor that. And I think some people don't even allow themselves to feel a beautiful space because they don't have the multi-million dollar mansion or, you know what I'm saying? So I really want them to embrace their space and make it the most beautiful space and on a budget. I'm, I love to do budget work because I'm always fascinated with what shows up and how we can do things on such a limited budget, but we make it feel like it's a million dollar space. And that's important to me because now I give some things to somebody that they're like, I can bring people in my home. I feel comfortable. I, I feel good. I want to, you know, share my love. And it's like, that's the work. Absolutely. And, you know, when you said that, because I I was just, oh, my goodness, this is serendipity all over again. I'm telling you, I am so in the vortex. My vortex is spinning, just horrendously bringing in what's necessary because you're talking about uh, – Understanding the power of having a, a minimal uh, physical cost, right, to, to mm-hmm. maximize mm-hmm. your space. And I right. was just sharing with someone, you know, someone said, well, I got a chance to buy a $4,300 watch. And I went, are you serious? <laughs> I, was right. like, don't, I was like, don't do it. Reconsider, right? What else? What else could you allow yourself to engage in that will maximize your presence, your your feeling of accomplishment instead of using that $4,300 for a watch. Mm-hmm. It has someone else's name and branding on it. You know, what else? Right. Maybe you can buy 10 things that cost $430. You ever think about that? Right. And you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. Look, or maybe you could put 10% of that away, you know, and give it to someone who may need that $430, you know, you know, back into sacred service. And so, oh, my goodness, I talk about that all the time, that part of our existence in, in this realm of um, in this realm of, of wealth and abundance and, and, and uh, flowing in the, in the vor- spiritual vortexes and the in- intuitive natures, it is very obvious that a lot of physical energy and, and resources to maximize that. And I think you said that initially in the beginning, that right. it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take mm-hmm. a whole lot to do that. So I'm right. just honored. Oh, this is so on time. Thank you. Oh, you're so, no, thank you. And and it's not only maximizing for the cost, and I think what I've noticed too through people even spending money, how much regret they have and how much shame they have or guilt and it's like I shouldn't be doing that for myself and so even if it's on sale or whatever it's like we have to I have to even step back and go who said you don't deserve this now it's not like a $4,300 watch I'm talking you know I'm on a budget of $200 for an office space that you know in a particular environment or a woman who needs to go shopping for clothes and really looking at that piece because somewhere along the line we're told we're not worthy so then that equates to how we present ourselves to the world how our home seems it's like I don't have the money I shouldn't do anything for my home and there's ways you know I always like to go find the cans at Home Depot that people mismatched and you know find a great can of paint for 10 bucks and paint a space and people are like oh my god it's transformed (laughs) what'd you do you know and so helping people allow themselves that sense of beauty I think we all want to be acknowledged for our, our uniqueness in the world. We all want to be, you know, acknowledged for our beauty. And how do we do that individually? But I also give people the space to go, I'm, I'm allowed this now. I deserve this. 
Um, and to me, that's important because I'm really, I'm always taken back by people not feeling like they're worthy. And I've worked with people that have a lot of money and they still don't feel worthy of spending the money on items that they need. It, it's mind-boggling to me sometimes. Yeah, but, you, but that's because, you know, Angela, we've been told, we've been told that we need to have, you know, pursuit of uh, of um, life, liberty, and happiness, right? And right. this is a great American dream to have this all these material material gains and how we can right. move there. But we never really think about what you know. How do you pursue life, liberty, and happiness from the inside out? You know that right. inside part has to be accomplished. And so, when you were talking about your clients or teaching you and and I, I want to go back to something you said. You said it's a sacred space. How do, I mean, how do you get people to understand that? Or do they kind of seem like your clients already have an understanding that our space, or that we do need to have a sacred space to accommodate us on our journey? Well, um, they on some level are one. They know that there's a piece missing, and so what I do is help them identify that their space is not offering them the sacred space that they that they deserve to have. And so, again, this is a very gentle process, and I never want anyone to feel like they, you know, because when I, when I talk to people, they're like, are you bringing that, like, 10-can garbage can with you from what not to wear and throwing out all my stuff? Like, I don't know if I can handle that. And I'm like, I would never, I would never do that, first of all. Um, Second of all, we're going to honor what you have, and we're going to see what works for you. But there is, I'm telling you, it, it's like I had one of my clients, we were doing her whole closet, and I like to do the pretty thing, and I like it to look nice, and there's an organizational piece that I have that is very matter-of-fact. And I pulled out a shirt because intuitively I could feel that there's something up with this shirt. And now this is the first time I worked with this client, and this was a six-hour session. So usually when I'm with a client, it's anywhere from four to eight hours at a time. And wow. Um, this shirt, I just said, so say more about this shirt. And she's like, tears just started rolling down her face. And I said, so say more about those tears and what's happening. And she goes, that was my date night shirt. And I kept it all this because her and her husband had a nasty divorce. And she's like, why have I kept it? And so we went through that process of grieving and loss and then anger. And she's like, I I didn't let it go because I was afraid if I let it go, I could never have another relationship. Right, so we had to do a whole ritual piece around letting go of the shirt and opening up to have the right relationship come in and closing the old. So there is so much attachment to what we put in our space, but we don't realize that energy in her closet, even though she didn't see it every day, was blocking some other stuff in her closet. She's like, "Oh, the closet feels lighter," you know. And you wouldn't think. I mean, again, I'm learning from them. So she now goes into her sacred closet space. And she's like, I can put on clothes and feel lighter and more attractive and more deserving and more open for her relationship. Now, I didn't go in with an agenda. I just let what happened come, and then I reworked with it. So that's what I'm saying. It could even be a closet that's a sacred space. And, I, and mm-hmm. it's, again, it just it's honoring for her to now open up to new relationship. Now she's like, oh, I feel attractive again. Oh, I don't have that weight of the divorce on my shoulders. I don't need him anymore, right? So then we pick out all these cool clothes and we make all these cool outfits and, you know, we put together some fun stuff and we created this beautiful closet with matching baskets and matching hangers and 
shoes, and she's like, oh, my God. She goes, I can't. I mean, she and we've been working together for two years because I worked it with her in her office in her home um, for different things. And so she's always like, that was the biggest. She goes, I'll never forget that. So it can wow. be a shirt that holds that much char- emotional charge, and we have to process through it. And, and, you know, as you were talking about that situation, that again, that that tagged me on a soul level. And I want to remind everyone that you can get in, and if you're on the phone lines already, you can push one and talk to Angela and myself, because you know me, I will continue to talk and share with Angela Smith. So if you're on the phone lines right now, if you push one, you have a conversation. And, Angela, is that okay? You'll take a few questions? Absolutely. Okay. So we'll do that, and um, otherwise we're going to keep talking, and, and I know that you're pouring out, because I get, someone just texted me and said, you always bring in the best people. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Marion. You got, I you mean, know, you're amazing, too, so thank you. I appreciate that. I'm honored in that. And you know what it is, Angela? I really have, as I said, I understand that when I accepted that I was a a spiritual vortex that I was going to bring in energies that were for me and that needed to be, you know, transformed and assisted in that process on their journey. But I, right. so that's what I do. So I tell people I do this. Um, I'm going to be doing a seminar um, on June 6th, Angela, and, and I think you registered already. And uh, my, my my advisory team was like, why isn't there a price on here? And I said, I was I wondering the same thing, Marion. <laughs> See? Was I was like, like why, why is she charging for this? Because You know mm-hmm. what? Because this is part of my sacred service. I was told truly from the inside out not to charge mm-hmm. for the seminar. Now, people know that my seminars are never free. <laughs> right. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I do a lot of free things, you know, in the communities and around the world. I do a lot of things for free. I do. but But I never really do my seminars for free. So this time I decided I'm going to share this seminar, and I'm going to present this seminar with people, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's really something. It's really something. So people are going, what in the world? And you're just, <laughs> you know, so, so let's just say that every time, you know, we get a registration, and my um, I have a part-time, optional part-time assistant right now, and, um, and so my coach <laughs> says, he's a I still can't believe you. You're going against my my better judgment, and that I said, well, you know what? I, I said, you know, spirit trumps you. I'm going to be honest. Spirit yep. trumps you. Mm-hmm. I just have to, I just have to share that with you that spirit trumps you, and uh, that's what it is. And so we're going to do this. It's going to be Absolutely, an awesome. And I know people are going to be poured into, and they're going to be excited. They're going to be placed into a different level. They're really going to raise the bar. And if they want to keep that bar up, you know, they'll 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 reach out to myself or some of my friends that may speak a little bit on that program with us. But, you know, that's what it's about. It's about pouring out. And I love how you say that, like, you know, that you're building this relationship with your clients, that you're helping them identify because it really is what's the point of having an interaction if there's no mutual exchange? Right. That's hard Absolutely. to do. Because ultimately, like you said, I mean, spirit and connection. I mean, we want to be seen, we want to be witnessed, we want to be heard, we want to be loved, every single one of us. And whether that's in a community of family, a community of significant others, a community of friends, a community in our office space, we want to be seen and we want to be witnessed and we want to be 
validated. Um, and so I know personally, and I know you as well, like we, we, we all have work to do, and I don't think our work ever stops. Um, some of us are, you know, have been working on it longer, so we're able to help others, and then that work, and then they're able to take with their special gifts and help others as well. So mm-hmm. I think this is more of a connection between what, because I, I can't do what you do, and and I, there's probably a lot of listeners that have great. Everyone I believe has their own unique gift, and I don't ever try to assume that mine is anywhere similar to theirs. And I honor what they bring me. And even working with them, even though they bring me in as their organizer, therapist, psychotherapist, I always thank them for the gift they've brought me because they have. They've brought me another sense of connection. They they help honor my spirit because I'm helping them. And that's, when you, like you said, you take away the money, you take away the titles, it's, it's this whole connection. And that's yes. really what we want. Yes. You know, and, and that is, oh, my goodness, again, I see if you're on the phone line, I did see a hand go up. No, don't take your hand down. You can still <laughs> you can still get in the conversation. So, Angela, I'm going to take a few um, station identification blocks. We're coming up on the top of the hour. So I think if you could stay on the line, those of you that are on the phone line, push one if you want to talk to Angela and get your questions in. I'm telling you, I'm still in awe about the shirt because, believe it or not, and we'll talk about that on the next, on the next section. Uh, when we come back from break, Go to the phone lines and take your phone calls and have a, and you can join the conversation here on Moments of Conversation with myself and Angela Schmidt. She is phenomenal. We go to her website, y'all. I'm telling y'all, you will you will be amazed. Um, organizational-therapy.com. That is her website. www.organizational-therapy.com. So we'll be right back after these words here on Moments of Conversation. inviting you out to join me for something that happens on rare occasions. I'm hosting a free webinar Thursday, June 6th. All you have to do is get out a pen and paper, be there on time, and know that this seminar is going to help you raise the bar on your financial accountability, setting your goals, understanding what success actually is, and how you can make it happen for you on every level of your life. So join me June 6th. And take out the time to raise the bar for success. We're looking forward to seeing you. So go to RaiseTheBarWeb.Eventbrite.com. RaiseTheBarEventbrite.com. See you on June 6th. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. 
or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Efua, change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afua. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. Right, and we we are back. We are back here in Moments of Conversation with Marion Ofua, and we are joined today by, I'm going to call her now, by another sister friend of mine. Her name is Angela. <laughs> she is raining from Colorado, and I can't wait. Like, not get another reason to go to Colorado. So I'm so honored today that she's here with us. I'm enjoying her. If you can feel her energy, her presence, it is awesome. I know you do. And she, her website is called organizational-therapy.com, and she's talking about understanding that our space is sacred and how we organize that and how do we recognize the things we put in our spaces impact us and how we can assist us. Oh, wow, this is awesome. Okay. Angela, we got a caller. Okay. Callers, I say. So we're going to go down the Great. list and we're just going to bring them in and we're going to get started so, good morning and welcome to Moments of Conversation. You're joining Marion and Angela this morning. Good morning. Hi, Marion. This is Gwen. Hi, Angela. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Gwen. How are you? How are you, honey? I'm yes. good. How are you? Good, good. Um, my question is, I have um, lost 40 pounds and I'm can still continuing to lose. And um, I'm not in a position of buying new clothing. Mm-hmm. How do I add energy and revitalize the the clothing that I have so that when I put them on, I'm not seeing the old me? That's, and I've worked with that a lot, actually. Um, so a couple of things that I would suggest is, um, and what I want to say to every person, whether it's clothes or an environment, be gentle on yourself. Um, and try to try to move away from judgment and be really gentle. And congratulations on the 40 pounds. I, too, have lost 40 pounds, so Yay. I really understand that. Yes, right? Congratulations. So <laughs> that, like, oh, my God, I get to wear clothes, and it's actually fun to put clothes back on and, and yes. not fight the, the wardrobe mirror. I, I, I know. I'm, I really feel your, I feel that with you, Gwen. I really do. And so a couple of things that I work when I work with women that are doing that is we pull out all their clothes. That they, I put in three piles, things that are on the fence that you're like, yeah, I kind of feel good, things that um, no longer serve you whatsoever and we need to recycle or repurpose, and then the things that you really like. So we take the on the fence and the things you really like and we start making outfits and we start looking at the pieces and mm-hmm. start kind of getting creative. Like, don't be afraid to mix and match something or an okay. add a, like a necklace or add a different scarf and Look at that, and if you can't, I know and if financially, I mean, I have a couple of women that are the same way. Mm-hmm. If you can treat yourself once a week, $5, go to 
any great thrift store, because I find some of the greatest stuff at thrift stores, believe it or not, get yourself to one thing. One thing. I don't care if it's a new pair of shoes or a scarf or a new shirt, and start changing it up. Um, And, and Gwen, I would be happy if you take my information and email me, and I would even Skype with you and give you some suggestions as well. Oh, absolutely. For calling into the show and, um, and having fun with it. So now that you got this 40 pounds off and you got the clothes coming out, yes. just honor that space and be really excited about it. I am. I'm, I'm very excited about it because when I look at myself, I'm like, wow, I really have. I look pretty good. You go, what, girl. I love yes. that. That is so much fun. I'm so proud of you. That's yes. awesome, Gwen. I'm, I'm proud of me because it took me uh, you know, a couple of years to really get serious about it. And I think that once I got serious about it, I just feel like, you know, I felt like I just woke up one day and it's like, I've lost this amount of weight. That's great. Well, and the one thing is I always tell someone, if you don't feel fabulous in it, and I mean fabulous, you don't have to feel like a bazillion dollars, but fabulous, it it will weigh on you. So, like, if you have a shirt that doesn't quite go as long as you'd like, I'm just using an example, or mm-hmm. a pair of jeans that are too baggy and you're like, God, I feel grumpy. I'm going to suggest, I'm not telling yeah. you to get rid of them because I know you're kind of working on a budget. I'm mm-hmm. just going to suggest that you consider putting those to the side. Um, another thing that I've also told a couple clients to do, have a girl where you guys can switch clothes. Oh, right? So you have a little, little, you know, a little tea party and everyone brings five garments and then everyone can switch. Mm-hmm. And then you can revitalize your wardrobe without actually having to go out and shop. Mm. And that's See, worked really well for a couple women. Oh, absolutely. See, the thing about me is that I never buy, I always head straight to the discount rack. <laughs> I mean, it glows. It glows. I see it. I'm, I'm, I'm beelining to that. And the one thing that I really, you know, have to honor in my in myself is that I could take a $4 shirt, if I like it, mm-hmm. and take and get a necklace that could be $12, and I could put together some of the most beautiful outfits that there are not go. designer, that are not designer. Mm-mm. And that's the same the thing, thing with the shoes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I want women to work on is they don't have to go out and be, you know, the Chanel model. And I actually exactly. work with women who want their, need their own look. They want their own style. Yeah. They want their own clothes. They don't want to look like the mannequin at the store. And I yeah. really think that's awesome that you're able to, cause me too, if, if I can come out with 10 bags instead of four, I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> I, I like yeah. the $4 shirt with the $12 necklace. So that's awesome that you're willing to do that. That's great. Oh, oh yes. I mean, yeah, people will look at it like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. That's really nice. Oh, my God. I mean, it really it really stands out, and I feel I feel good in it. And the same thing with handbags. Right. I right. cannot afford a $450 handbag. I can't do it. Even if I could, I still would not do it. Right, <laughs> because I, I know how I am. I know right. how I am with, with my handbags. I'm 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 gonna ruin it. I'm I'm just gonna ruin it, and I don't have to. I don't want to well, have to worry you, about it. Like, you won't ruin it, but you will definitely utilize it enough that it will show right. that you enjoy your 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 belongings, right? Yes. But you, yes. I, I want Angela to pause for a second. Angela, um, you want to give out your email? I didn't want to post it because I wasn't sure if you wanted me to post it out there or just the website. But you can. You can, uh, if you want to give out a specific email or you want me to repeat the website again, how do you want her to connect with you? Well, you can do the website. There's actually, an, um, uh, there's actually an area where people can put all their information and goes directly into my email. Okay. 
So Gwen, and I'll be able to answer you. So just say Gwen from the show, and I'll I'll respond to you. Okay. Yeah. So, so okay. if you go to the website at www.organizational-therapy.com, and you can email. Right. And I, I mean, but but you gave you've given some great opportunities, and I and this is why I said that Angela had to come on because she gives some matter of fact, mm-hmm. very simplistic. Listen, transformations and transitions don't have to be difficult. They don't have to require a lot of a lot of physical money, a physical it just like she said, you can have a three hundred square foot apartment or studio and you can you can make it become the place that springboards you into a a yep. phenomenal existence. That's right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone talked about a prayer closet. I remember growing up hearing about this thing called a prayer closet. Mm-hmm. And not a prayer closet, a prayer closet. Yeah, I should go go in the closet. And then I got to thinking about it. It's not about the physical space of a closet. It's about knowing that is that space that you have designated just for you to be poured mm-hmm. into, to be stored, to be revitalized. And so I love what you're saying about these clothing because um, many people do not, are not aware, but I tend to um, go through because of some other stuff I'm working on right now. And so when I lose weight, I don't like to throw away my stuff because I am a. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Let me, let me tell you a hint. There's a place called Goodwill. Oh, no, and, well. Okay. <laughs> and they have these days called Designer Days, and that's when, like, these Nordstrom's, the Macy's, the Boston mm. stores, the, the Carson's, they all send stuff down to this Goodwill. Wow. So on Designer Days, who do you think is in that store? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, Marion. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm right behind you, girl. <laughs> you know, and, and people, people say, oh, you know, I can't believe, you know, and I, listen, I, I told someone, I said, um, I was shopping at, I went into Nordstrom's in Chicago one time, and I was, uh, I saw these tapestry thigh boots. I love heels. I love boots and things like that. And they were, it was $2,400. And I said, who would pay $2,400 for these boots? They're beautiful. But I can't, I'm not paying $2,400 for boots. Okay, so I said, I'm not paying more than $100 for those boots. Yeah. Two weeks later, I walked into the place. Norsham sent me a coupon for a 50% off anything I spent over $100 in the shoe department. Wow. Okay, then mm-hmm. I got there. There was some other kind of special that was in store. So then I'm talking mm-hmm. to the guy who's, like, who's one of the workers. In the uh-huh. And he starts talking with me like, you're always in here. You're walking and talking. I said, yeah, I love it. And so... He said, so when I get ready to buy these boots, he says, well, I'm off duty if you want to use my discount. <sighs> wow. Yes. I spent the hot yes. nine dollars. Okay. They had marked the boots down. Already they had marked them down. From, no one bought them for 2400 They had marked them down, marked them down. And then by the time I paid for the boots, it was like $112, and, $112 yep. I think. Yep. I paid nice. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when yep. I am. And when I work those boots, honey, I work those boots. That's space and time. <laughs> you know, the same, thing happened, the same thing has happened with me. There'd be a dress that I would see um, at Macy's, and I looked, I saw it in the catalog, and I'm like, wow, I love this dress, but I am not going to pay that price for the dress. I can visualize myself in the dress. I can see what I would fix it up with. And... From time to time, I would go into Macy's and I would, you know, look and say, no, I'm not going to pay that amount for the dress. Walk away. A week later, they mocked it down maybe to 25%. No, mm-hmm. no. Walk away. 
two weeks later, it marked you down to 40%. No. Right. No. Come back the following week, the dress is exactly the price I want to pay. And not only that, but I also got another one at at a low price as well. I mean, I could see right. things and visualize myself in it and say, you know what, mm, no, I'm not going to pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. And I could just walk into the department store and find that exact jacket that I saw 50% off or 75% off. This happens all the time. So you're manifesting what you want, which is awesome. And by the way, Macy's is actually where I take a lot of people shopping because you can get great quality clothes and there's always amazing sales. And they're everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So Macy's, I mean, I'm not a spokesperson for Macy's, but Macy's is absolutely one of my favorite stores just because you can find really good deals in transitional clothing, especially if you're in the fluctuation of weight. Um, and it's yeah. easy to start building your wardrobe if you just go in there and get a couple sale items. So to me, that's a great place to start. You know, and I've, I even have found, I've even found in 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 um, oh, what was it? In Target, believe it or not, and I had no idea. I had Target. Yes, Target. Target. Yes, exactly. Target. <laughs> Target. And no, Marche. That's what I'm about to do. Yes. Yeah. And Marche, we know what Marche Marshalls. Yes, yes, love Marshalls and TJ Maxx. Yes. TJ Maxx's, yes. yes. I have even found some beautiful, beautiful in the discount on the discount rack, yeah. beautiful tops that are maternity, mm. and you would never know that they were maternity. Yes. There you go, and then so I have now maxi the dresses. Piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one would know that was maternity. It, it's absolutely gorgeous at five dollars. There you go. I do this See, that's all my the kind time, of shop, and I like ten bags instead of four. Yes. <laughs> Ring. You know what? Earrings. Talk about that. So can I ask you something about Angela? Angela, I know. I just wanted to ask Angela. So Angela, when you talk about that, so you're talking about how we can organize space and how we can maximize. So when we say we want ten bags versus four. We're talking about because of the the monetary thing, but then how do we equate that with space? How do we how yes. do we how do we equate that with the whole idea of space and and not getting to this whole idea of clutter? Because we don't want mind right. clutter. No, mm-hmm. no. And I'm more thinking, and I and when I say that's more of an exaggeration, it's more of how much can you get? How much can you maximize your dollar? Mm-hmm. Is more when I say that. Um, yeah. And but with the space, the one thing that I do first of all is when I work with a client, I go into their home and we work with the closet. We organize, we, we do our piles, we recycle, repurpose clothing, consign it if it's consignable. Um, we get rid of what no longer serves them. If they don't, again, if you don't feel good in it, you're, you're going to put that energy out in the world. So I really mm-hmm. try to just, you know, suggest that they, you know, and then we have a three-month deal where if they don't touch it for three months, then they need to consider consigning or uh, donating. Um, but what you do is I really believe in the vacuum theory where when when things go out, some things need to come back in. Mm-hmm. And it will do, I've done that before where I'll give, and I just went through that, and then I had someone, a couple of friends of mine are like, hey, I, I can't fit this anymore. Do you want it? And I'm like, sure. And it's like brand new tags. I mean, that happens to me a lot, you know. And so my closet will ultimately get filled up, and I don't even have to shop. Wow. And I don't know how that happens, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, that's manifesting it. But you don't want to go crazy. You want to really 
I don't want people to feel like they have to not have enough and feel good. And I also want people mm-hmm. to be able to have spaces that are not overwhelmed and hangers everywhere, which I'm definitely every, I mean, I believe every closet should have matching hangers, um, definitely not wire, and they need to be the same color. And preferably I like the black plastic ones, believe it or not, mm-hmm. because it's more mm-hmm. of a visual. Um, when you hang your clothes on the black hangers, there's actually it helps your clothes become more visual. Um, and I just did this because of my visual aesthetics. However, I had an, one of my clients who her husband was an artist, and he said, actually, everything you've done by color, pattern, and the way you've designed it with the correct hangers, he goes, you actually have a correct art eye, which I had no clue. I, I couldn't tell you the words he used because like, that's not my vocabulary. But basically, mm-hmm. it helps us see our clothes. So now you have a palette, and so now you start mixing and matching. And once you start putting on these clothes and you start feeling good, you start going out into the world with a different energy. Mm-hmm. But I believe it has to start in home, in the home. Um, and I also, and when I say in home, I also mean within our, within our being, within our soul, mm-hmm. you know, because I believe our body holds our soul and that's our home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that needs to be nourished as well as our spaces. And when we go out to the world feeling like our home's safe, I'm safe, I look good, I feel good, mm-hmm. different things start opening up for us. That's true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can relate to the weight piece because when I was really heavy, I couldn't. I wouldn't want to go out in the world. I would. I would avoid at all costs yeah. to go out if I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a, it's a painful piece for me. So I really relate to the weight with women. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, for me, I just didn't realize um, that. Even just how I was dressing before I lost the weight was actually I was hiding. Mm-hmm. I was hiding myself. I was hiding hiding who Gwen really is. And right. excuse me. And when I started to lose the weight, I mean, people would be like, "Oh my God!" I mean, acquaintances and family and friends are like, "Oh my God! Wow! Right. Wow!" Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can walk by people and they would not recognize me. They'll know my face, but they're like, no, that's not right. her. That, no, wow. that, that's not you. But I will tell you something that happened that really it, it, it really um, made me aware um, of some things I needed to work on, and that mm-hmm. was seeking people's, seeking people's um, um, opinion. Someone, uh, an acquaintance of mine saw me, and she's like, "Girl, you look fant- You look really good, but don't lose any more weight. Mm. Don't Ow. lose any more weight." Mm. And when I walked away from her, believe it or not, I actually started to gain weight because I felt guilty. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I yeah. felt guilty. And that is a really great awareness, Gwen. And that's something I also have people. Awareness is a key to so many things. And so mm-hmm. protect, find a way to honor what she says and, yes. and thank you for sharing. And I want to feel really good about how I look and I'm yeah. going to lose two more pounds. And, I, you know, I had the same experience with family. They're like, oh, my God, you're too skinny. You you need to put the weight back on. Let's get you, you know, let's have Thanksgiving dinner and pack it yes. back on. And it's like, do you not care about me? Like, do you know how how hard this was and how painful this was to lose all exactly. this weight and how I don't want to go out in the world. So what you just exactly. what you just said to me is you were you have a new sense of awareness and so that is 
priceless because that's what's going to help you stay on track. Yes. When people tune in and say that piece to you, you thanks for sharing, and you need to just, you know, say a prayer or, you know, I put white light around me, ask my angels to come in, and then just kind of visually shake it off and move on. But it was, was, yeah, because I, I was taken back by it. Because mostly, have, yeah. most people were like, "Wow, you look fantastic! You look great!" But my mind, my monkey mind, started started sure. thinking, "Well, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm maybe I'm sick. Maybe there's something mm-hmm. internally wrong with me. Maybe I should go and, and, and have my blood checked." You know, when you yeah. first mm. came on and you talked about that, I felt that. And you know, um, something we have to realize is this. Our conscious mind may be saying something, but your monkey mind is simply letting you know that your subconscious mind has yet to catch up with your conscious mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The decision that you have made that says, I'm okay with losing weight because yeah. I understand with every pound that I lose that I'm letting go of another thing that has hindered me, weighted me mm. down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. So yes. when some individuals, I don't know, I'm not aware if, I, if you're on my, I think you are on my mailing list. I think I saw your name one time on my mailing list when I sent out the article about being a superhero, the secret identity of a superhero. Okay, so what that what did I say in there? I said that some sometimes people are, are not comfortable with you being com- stepping out of your comfort zone, yes. recognizing mm-hmm. that you're really a superhero. They want yes. you to say, you know, that, that alter ego of Clark Clint Kent or or Linda Jones or whoever mm-hmm. your alter ego is, not right. understanding that you're really a superhero. So, you, right. so there's a way you have to shed all of your clothing to be able to shine at the optimum level. Mm, and so absolutely. your physical appearance, as, as Angela has told us today, allows us, our, our space allows us to manifest our physical appearance and gives us a greater level of confidence out in the world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, so I, I mean, I, I'm going to, I purchased black hangers, I think maybe, a year ago and started using them. So when Angela spoke today about that, I'm going, ooh, I think, hey, intuitively, I'm on point, right? That's good because I never knew about, about, you know, purchasing black hangers. Should they be mm -hmm. metal or should they be plastic? I prefer, personally, I suggest plastic, and most of my clients are. Um, They have the black velvet ones, but the silver and, again, this is because I, I just have a visual perception mm-hmm. and it's not easy for me to see. But when they have the, the silver top with the velvet, mm-hmm. you yeah. don't see the black because the black actually is like a backdrop and brings out oh. all all the colors in the pattern. Oh, colors. Okay. Okay. That's so then you're going, perfect. oh, cool, I can mix this shirt with those pants and I can add that, you know, jacket with that skirt. And then you start having this creative, which to me kind of, you start getting this creative piece and you kind of find your own, you know, your own groove in the clothes and you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, so this is your, kind of your little, you know, lab of having creativity and fun and designing your look where you feel amazing. Now, what if you what if you are drawn to, like, one color mm-hmm. and you just add color to it? Because I love, I love the color black. Not everything <sighs> in my wardrobe is black, but I just love Black. Now my skin is dark, mm-hmm. and I love—I just love black, and I love to throw color in there. Should I Absolutely. go with go with go with um, um, 
brighter colors because I love fuchsia as well. I love bright colors, but black is, I just love black, black and white, and you add like a red, yeah. something red to it, and just, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. absolutely love black so, and white. And just, so you keep saying, I love the color black on me. So let me ask you, when you say, I like, imagine one of your favorite dresses or a shirt or something that is in the color black, Mm-hmm. Just for, if you don't mind real quick, just tell me a word that comes to you. Like, what is that sense, that felt sense when I'm, like, wearing that black outfit? I get confidence and sexy. There you go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that you don't get rid of the black, but it's funny when you said fuchsia because when you said I, I have mostly black and for some reason fuchsia came in my mind for you, and I, I don't know what you look like. I've not seen you, but intuitively fuchsia was actually the first color that came to me. So I yes. would definitely pep up with a colorful scarf or a little jacket, and I'm really into yes. those. And I know you guys, I'm not sure where you're calling from, and I know you're in Arizona, but I can wear, like, colorful those sweaters that give you a little bit of cut in the waist, and then they kind mm. of flare out just a tinge, and then you add, like, a little, so you, you kind of have warmth, and then you have color, and then you've added another layer of style. I'm really into, like, layering, like, the oh. camis and then the shirts and then, like, maybe a dress with a colorful sweater and a little scarf and fun shoes and some accessories. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know, one of the Macy's are in those places with stuff on sale. You can come up with some really cool color combos. Yes. And if you feel yes. sexy and confident, I do not want to take that away from you. No yes, way. Yes, I mean, I mean, just a black, nice-fitted suit and you've got that pop of color and you've yep. got some – because I love big, bold jewelry as well and bright there you jewelry. Go. I mean, again – for me, I could find that for a dollar, and you can you can look like a hundred, you can look like a, a million bucks, and you've only paid like twenty dollars for the whole suit, for the whole thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a It sounds like you've got the creative edge. You're like already on it, girl. Oh, I love it, Angela. I, I want to go back if I could, Angela. I want to interrupt sure. you for a second, Angela. When it comes to organizing our closet, because you're 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 working right. me through this. I mean, you're really bringing up. And I know we're getting, you know, we're talking to Gwen, everyone, but at the same time, I want you to really relax yourself and open up to understanding what she's saying. Because, girl, we are so on the same page, that's why I have to be quiet and mute myself. Um, but when you were talking, I'm seriously, like, when you were on the, when you were talking about the closet and you said put the black plastic hangers that allows you to see the colors, what about mm-hmm. actually organizing the way you put your clothes in the yes, closet? How I do, do that. that Oh. Can you share a little so, bit? Oh, absolutely, and that's actually part of my process. I actually, um, um, what I do is the beginning of your front of your closet, I usually go left to right, um, and there's only very few closets that I'll go right to left, but it always starts from left to right, and that starts with, like, your sleeveless casual tank top, and then you might want to go to your casual short sleeve shirt, and then I go to, like, a little bit more like a kind of like a long sleeve t-shirt and then you would go to a collared shirt and then you would then start with um, your dressier one. So what you're doing is casual so you kind of, you'll be able to visually start seeing it. So, and don't, you know, if you don't do exactly um, the way I'm telling you, just look at it. Notice how you feel when you see your clothes being moved around and you're starting to see a flow. So what I'm doing is not only creating a way that the closet has an energy that's circling around you, but you're able to now start visually seeing things a lot differently. So it's the tank top, mm-hmm. short sleeve, you know, shirts, long sleeve collared shirts, and then I get into the dressy, long sleeve sweaters, pants, skirts, 
um, dresses and then jackets and then your formal wear if you have formal wear. Um, and I do that um, visually by color too. So it depends on each client's closet. will depend on how I do the colors because um, some people are, have a lot of pattern and so I have to then what I'll do is there's a lot of patterns and they have mm -hmm. like a solid colored shirt. I'll put a solid colored shirt in between a couple patterns because it gets visually too overwhelming even for me to see like four patterns in a row. And then I can't really see what I'm looking at. So I separate by solid color, but the same style of clothing. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you so that so I know that you say dresses, but that works as well for men as well. And they're, and they're organizing that energy of that space for their, so they would probably put their suit, you know, their shirts or whatever and, mm -hmm. and then go on college shirts, and then there's actual suit suits, right? Right, right. And then almost um, and, Well, and, yeah, and and that's, most people don't have a lot of um, suits in their closet, but I did have one woman that had 95% of her closet was business suits. Um, she couldn't remember things I would tell her. I would actually take pictures of uni outfits we'd put together, but she actually started color coding them with plastic um, clothes clips. But yeah, she actually we actually designed an area just for suits. So we had everything else go what I just told you, and then we had one specific area just for all her suits. So she was able to then see the suits and then go into her colored camis and shirts that would go under the suits. Um, okay. And then I also organized by shoe boxes, preferably. I like the colored see-through. That's just a preference because everything's stacked. You can see it's clean, neat, and organized. Um, and then I do matching baskets. And, you know, have fun with the matching baskets. I mean, you don't, excuse me, I don't like to go in big, bold colors because it takes away from your clothing. You want your, excuse me, your clothing to be the palette. You want that to be where you're, you know, diving in and getting creative and having fun. And like Gwen said, you know, she puts on her black dress with a cool, you know, color and some big, bold jewelry, and she's walking out the door and feeling like a million bucks. Absolutely. So that's what you're creating, the sacred space. Like you're creating a space. And, and this is mostly it's been women for me, and I would love to work with men if they're open to that. But I want women to walk into their closet, put on that outfit, walk out into the world, and feel like they're a million bucks, even though we only spend $35 on the whole outfit. Mm. We deserve that. We deserve to feel beautiful. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like to each individual person. Absolutely. So. And you know when you said that, you know, and that, and that's I'm glad you said that because I know I I do have a lot of males uh, that listen into the program. They're they're usually quiet, but I have one particular <laughs> male actually my co-host today, and he has joined us, and that is Brother Guru. Good morning. Good day. Good day. Beautiful. Good story. morning. How's everybody? Good morning. Good morning. He yeah. has been listening, so I just wanted to make sure that uh, we acknowledged him because it is about the balance of energies and. And Brother Guru provides that masculine balance of that contribution of that masculine energy here in the program with us here on Moments of Conversation. Angela, we are wrapping up on the first hour. You got a, few, a little more time to hang out? Or I do. You? I do. Okay, great. But well, we're going to do that. And then, um, Gwen, I want to thank you for uh, calling. You're welcome to stay on as always. You can stay well, on if you well, not. Thank program. you. Angela, thank you. And Miriam, th thank you so, vi so very, very much. This, this, um, show and topic has really kind of um, expanded um, my closet and expanded, <laughs> you know, my way of, of truly of looking at, at things and revamping the clothes that I have and, you know, going back out into the world and, you know, feeling good. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you both very much. You're welcome. 
Have you started your job yet, um, Gwen? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. All not right. Yet. I'm, I'm okay. gearing up for it. That's that's why I'm glad this show is perfect. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. And blessings, Gwen, and congratulations on the way off. And you as well. Blessings to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Gwen. You too, Brother Guru. Blessings to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I am so honored um, today, y'all. We are here again joined by Angela Schmidt. She is, as you can tell, she's phenomenal. She has a way of addressing space and how to maximize that space for the greatest uh, good of you. And then ultimately it's going to affect those that are around you because it's a a ripple effect. So I'm just honored. Gwen, let's take another break. Um, I'll take like another two-minute break. And then what I want to ask you when we come back is talk about how this relates back, similarly to how we spoke, how you did your other presentation about how it impacts your, um, you being able to command your environment and how you can uh-huh. shoot some tidbits for people who are in business, how they can organize, especially a home office. How do you make right. that second space when it's in your home? So we're going to take a commercial break here on Moments of Conversation. If you're speaking with Angela Schmidt, you can go to her website at www.organizational-therapy.com and find out about this phenomenal woman who's sharing with us. So we'll be right back after these words here on Moments of Conversation. has written two powerful and thought-provoking books, Not to My Reality, Encouragement While Dancing in the Storm, and Seeking Escape, A Conversational Journey to Your True Reality. They both offer therapy for the soul that is filled with empowerment and offer a code of conduct for an enhanced life and longevity. These books are available everywhere books are sold, including... Amazon.com and MarianaFullSpeaks.com. You can also join Mariana Fuller for moments of conversation on Blog Talk Radio Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10:30 a.m. Central, 11:30 a.m. Eastern. Mariana Fuller, Not My Reality, and Seeking Escape. Two books that you don't want to let miss out on your next book club or book conversation. coach, minister, author, and inspirational speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting efuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Efua. Change for today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life.
5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, for Doing Business Exponentially with Marion Afford. Come learn the tricks of the trade to allow your business to become more than just a dream, but an actual reality of success, longevity, and definitely a legacy that people will remember. Monday night, 5 o'clock p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Doing Business Exponentially. Conversation with Marion Afula and Virgil Star Coco, Brother Guru, and today our special guest is Miss Angela Smith. <laughs> Her, look, yes, I said the right name because you know I'm laughing because this I had posted about Joanne, which is my <laughs> so I had to run next door and say good morning. I just want to check on you this morning. You know, I'm posting you on my show as a guest. And she said, my dear, I'm like, no, my dear. <laughs> well, we're here with gave her a nice morning. Yeah, she did. She just loved it. She loved it. We have great times together. So I appreciate her so very much. Uh, she pours into my life a lot, so she, and my children as well. So I'm, I'm very honored by that. Uh, we were talking on the break. We had a great conversation starting on the break about home offices and um Angela, I want you to kind of go back to that if you can, just kind of some of the things you were sharing and asking about um, home offices with uh, Guru. You were, you were having that conversation. Yeah, so home offices are kind of tricky because you want to make sure that you have a place of rest. And, and some people believe having the computer and all the paperwork in your bedroom is a constant download into the energy field of your own. So it's like, are you really sleeping? Are you getting the greatest sleep possible because you still have the energy download? And mm-hmm. so I also understand that each person has an environment that they have to maneuver. So how can we create a space that um, honors both the work and the and the sleep space? So what we were getting ready to jump into was I was asking Guru, because, um, again, I don't see the space, and something I, I always want to reinforce is everybody's so unique and everybody's so individual, and I really like to honor that. So in your area, Guru, I'm curious how, like how much space do you have between, let's say, your desk, I'm guessing the desk chair is towards the bed. I'm kind of taking a step. Can you kind of give me a layout of the way it looks in your bedroom? Okay. Um, My desk is against the far wall uh, of three feet from the bed, and, of course, when I'm sitting at the desk, my chair is uh, about, i say, about a foot from my bed. Okay. And it's so, on the the floor. Okay. So we don't have a ton of space because the first thing, I mean, depending on the space, so something, depending on resources and, um, again, me not being there, I can't, but this is the first thing that came to me, so we'll go with it, is if there was either... One of those is like the oriental shade thing that, you know, the trifold, oriental trifold shade right. that stands on the ground, okay? Yeah. 
So that's a really, and you can go to um, secondhand stores, antique stores, and find those. And even get a wicker one. I mean, I don't know what the decor is in your room, so obviously I don't want to honor the decor and the color. So is it a wicker? Is it rancel? Can you find something really fun and funky where you can actually, at the end of the day, put closure and separate that out but make it attractive? Um, the other thought I had was, depending on how your high your ceilings are, if you had a way to um, kind of, they have, I mean, again, they have curtain rods where you don't have to have the whole thing, but if there was a way that you could hang even like a, a rod from the ceiling where you would have a curtain hanging around it, but you can do tie back, so you kind of frame your office, so during the day they tie back, and at night you have this beautiful fabric that kind of conceals that room. But again, you want to work with color, um, texture, and make sure that it honors the space. I don't know how big the space is, how, how much light you have coming in. So those are the things that I take a look at because I want you to feel this is your space. I want you to feel nurtured, and I want you to. I don't know if those ideas are giving you some other ideas that might work. Um, and the other thing was, is I'm like plants. Wherever I can put plants, silk or real, I you know is like, can you put one to divide the space? So coming up with those kind of fun things um, to divide the space so you can then shut it down and, and take care of yourself at night. Wow. I tell you, that sounds wonderful. It, it really does. That's it. It's simplicity, but it's, but it's awesome. You know, it, it really is. It really gives me a good feeling just seeing you um, give these recommendations. You know, it's, right. it's awesome. Well, thank you. And the other thing is, is it depending again, you know, I always, I always respect the resources that people have, um, and finding items that. So I'm really into wicker baskets. I'm really into fun, cool, like um, I use like the paper, sometimes paper boxes that have like fun designs and stuff. Just depends on the space. So if you can organize your desk where you might have. Um, some really nice wicker, you know, again, I'm just using wicker as an idea, or the, like, the stainless steel mesh ones that are the new thing now for papers, and keeping everything really organized, really having a filing system, um, really being conscientious of making sure when you're done with those items, is there a way that you can store old files that are, no, that are taking up too much space to give you more space in your office? Uh, is there stuff that you can, you know, shred now? Is there items that you can recycle that, you know, doesn't have your personal information? So those are the pieces I look at, and then I shift, um, I just shift your space by that, and then I'll add a, you know, something that might be important, a piece of artwork that you're like, I really like this, but I've had nowhere to hang it, so let's figure out a way to work it in. So now you're creating even a more embracing space, and you want to be energized when you go into your workspace. And then when you're done at the day, you go and you have a rest. Do those help? <laughs> yes, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I feel a shift already, actually. You know? Oh, I, great. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and I was listening. That is such, and you know, Angela, like you said, it's so it's, it's a simple thing to do, but it, it is. Like, even I'm sitting here going, like, she's absolutely right. That's exactly right. Like, I can fix that. Right. Well, and we I think what happens is we get overwhelmed and, I'm actually getting ready to do a presentation in a couple of weeks working with um, empowering people that have learning style and ADHD and ADD and organization. And even people who don't have that, the one thing I hear from everybody is, I have overwhelmed. Come help me. I'm overwhelmed. And so the one piece that I always try to offer people is 
breathe. I mean, breathing, I really, I have to be conscious and be really aware of the breathing piece and take one thing that motivates you. So, Guru, let's say that there is, I'm just giving an example. If you have a piece of artwork or a family photo or something that's really precious to you, use that as your source of inspiration for your room, for your office, and then work your way around that. Um, Mm. And then embrace that space because I think sometimes we're like, I don't even want to face that pile of papers. I don't want to look at that pile of, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, where do I start? So I go, let me go get the pretty baskets. Let's do the fun stuff first. So then we start seeing progress, and as progress is made, we're starting to see beauty. We're starting to feel a sense of space and peace. And then we can start working on the more challenging pieces. So that's that's just different people have different ways, and I just try to really honor the way that each person needs to to address it and make it much more of a fun project than a, oh, my gosh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, and it's not about it's not about spending an enormous amount of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm noticing I I learned this from my mother. Um, she would recycle some of everything. I mean, at the time when yeah. I I wasn't even aware of what recycling was. I think we learned about it, but it wasn't like it is now where everything has to be green, 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 green. It was just okay. You have something, you know, old wash tub. You can create. Oh a yeah. Or you know. You have this this old you know broken something that's broken and you can turn it into a, a way to have a bookshelf uh, an inge- ingenious bookshelf or you know this this old drawer now becomes a place to stack up you know another way to stack up books as a bookshelf so it's little things like that that I think that you're that you know am I am I right can I say that yeah yeah and I mean I I I love my thing as it's so funny to say that because. And I was thinking about this the other day. One thing I want to do is be able to have a space, and I like to recycle and repurpose. So, for instance, I love really cool flower pots. Like, you know, I'm talking about those ceramic ones that are really neat and stuff. Like, I would love to come up with a way where I could do a wall and recycle really cool flower pots, whether they're 10 or whatever, and use them as an organizational, but make them look like a garden, but not not have, um, but on a shelf. So, my I don't know how I'm going to do that yet because I haven't had the opportunity to express that piece of intuitive work, but I always honor people's pieces. Like, what do you have that we can already use? And, okay, so it's the basket that has been in the bathroom closet with those, but let's pull it out and put your favorite magazines in the bathroom or, you know, your your um, credit card machine at the other office I worked at. We found really neat baskets, and so we hid all this stuff, and we took the clutter, we put them in the baskets, and the baskets are this beautiful blue against this gorgeous green wall. So mm-hmm. it's it's honoring what's already there, and you're absolutely right, Marianne. The recycling and repurpose can be so much actually fun. You know, do you need a can of spray paint? Can we re, you know paint your bathtub, you know your your wash tub, and grow herbs on my patio because I don't have, you know, I don't live in a yard. So how can mm-hmm. we honor those pieces? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have another question. Oh, what? I um, love it. As far as the bedroom. Is there a particular place uh, that's more conducive to uh, deep sleep, you know, on and, um, you know, things of that nature, lighting? Okay, actually, and thank you for bringing up light. Lighting is huge. Um, so there's a couple pieces about the lighting. And, yes, the, by a feng shui practitioner, they believe that the bed should be on the north wall. Now, again, I don't not everybody has the opportunity to have their bed at the north wall, and there's certain ways that you, um, when you walk into your room, you need to visually, and this is a felt sense, but I'm going to not just 
walking in going, oh, that looks great. Like when you walk into your room, Guru, I want you to go, okay, let me feel in my body how my, bo- how my bed feels on this wall. Does it, does it block energy? Do I feel invited into my own room? Does it feel, does it look attractive? Does it, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know what your bed looks like, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman, so I like the fun pillows and all the decor. Um, and so just honor that and go, hmm, what if I'm willing to put my bed, and I really like, if you have enough space, but I'm guessing you don't because you have an office in there, I kind of like the corner my beds on walls, depending on the room, and put like a plant behind it. Um, sometimes I like to put fabric, and I go like, believe it or not, I will go to Big Lots and get like shears and do like a fun thing, or I'll, cause I always like to do something different. So um, shears around my bed to kind of frame it with a plant, so I feel like I'm in a tropical oasis. So what is it my soul needing at that particular time, or what is that individual needing? And being really creative. So if you can only work with one or two walls. If you're, you know, I mean, you don't want to always move your bed, but try to stand at the wall that you're thinking about moving your bed and go, so if I lay here, how does that feel in my body? And I'm going to ask you to breathe into that piece and let your body tell you if that's where it should land. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, how about mirrors and um, your bed in reference to the door or the window? So... Again, it depends on your space. Some people say you should have a mirror on the opposite wall of the window, and I just read something where you shouldn't have it at the you should have it at the door, but not across from the window because then it sends the energy back out. But the thing is, is I like to try to not have it because of lighting reasons across from the window because it can reflect too much. Like if you're in the, if you're in the office working, you don't need the sun beating on the mirror that come and reflects. It's going to heat your room right up, and then if you have AC. You don't need to run your AC all day because you've created more heat by a reflection of the window in the mirror. Does that make sense? What I'm mm-hmm. so again, I always try to figure out, and you always want to kind of eye level it, but you want it not too high, not too low, but at a, a middle space. So take the mirror, um, and again, place it on. Just I wouldn't hang it. I would just set it on the floor and see how that feels before you actually do it. it it's hard because I'm giving you ideas to do it on your own. If I'm there, I'll just, I just do it. I just go, what do you feel about this? How does, because I'll just intuitively feel your room, and then I go to work. But while I'm working through your room, we process together. Like, does this feel good to you right here? Does this, is this what's opening you up? Um, and what are you wanting to pull into your room? Do you want to pull in more? Do you want to pull in more sleep? So those are the elements that I look at when I go into a room. Okay. Angela, I have and, Sure. Go ahead, Angela. Finish your thought. No, no, finish your thought. No, I was going to just tell Guru, I mean, again, you know, because you've been so gracious to allow me to be on your show today and the callers and Guru, I would be happy to, um, if you want to Skype me and I, you know, you can, I can look at your room and just give you a couple ideas um, on Skype. I'm very visual. Oh, girl. So I'd be willing to do that for you, Guru, if that would help. Okay, well, my room is in such disarray now, which I would recommend you do is tie, even though you're just going to be looking at a picture, you better tie a rope to the doorknob leading out of your room when you look at my room because you will get lost. Oh, bless your heart. He was the one that I wanted to make sure called you and listened to you because really it is about that because, like you said, if, if the room is in disarray or if the room is disorganized and we are we are representing or we are an extension of that energy that's in right. there, if that energy is all cluttered and congested and, and, and um, 
uh, erratic right now. Mm-hmm. Turn interesting. That's how we're gonna. We're not gonna be very productive in our business. Um, and uh, so I like that. But I have a message from Facebook. Someone saying they're listening via the internet. So hello to Angela. I love her. I see why you're friends. Oh, <laughs> thank you so they much. That means a lot. Thank you. Yes, and really. and so their their question is um, similar to Guru. They're talking about in my I do I share my office space in my I guess it's where it's supposed to be den. Okay, yeah, den. I share office space in a den with someone else. We are fighting about the colors that we should have present to maximize our our business success. Color, yeah, colors for business success. I hope I read that right. Okay, colors. Um, so I'm going to address it in two different ways because I hear I hear a couple things. So obviously there's a there's a conflict among color and. Color, to me, I'm very sensitive about color as well, um, and I believe that it should be a color that um, helps energize the room. So if they're both having a debate on color, I'm, because if one person's going to love the color and the other person's going to hate it, it's not fair to the person who doesn't like it, right, because mm-hmm. they have to share that space. So how do we find a compromise? Um, you know, there's a couple ways of addressing it. Either they have a discussion that they find a color that they both agree on. That's one way of addressing it. Um, you can do something if the colors or let's say, for instance, the colors are, are coordinating colors. Um, for instance, like a tan and a taupe, like tan walls and taupe walls. I would suggest two walls of taupe and two walls of tan because I've mm-hmm. done that in a lot of rooms because it adds some dimension. It adds a little bit more in depth and a little bit more richness to the room. And so mm-hmm. if that's a way that they can do that, um, I'm not one who does the crazy taping the walls and, you know, checkerboard and, you know, the diamond shapes. That's not my my thing. Um, but I would say, you know, if there was a way if the colors, they could get colors that are coordinating, they could even do like kind of a chair wall, a chair wheel. Like so you just get like the like chair railing at the Home Depot for a couple dollars and the, fa- the one color is on top and one color is on bottom, and then they alternate. So coming up with creative ways and having a discussion, because really ultimately they, I'm guessing they both want to create a space that they feel comfortable in and energetic and energized and feel prosperous in their business space. So I, I'm, I'm eager for them to write back if that's helpful, and if I did not address it, I would be happy to address it or yeah, clarify they, more. They, no, that's what they said. They said they, they had different colors. One person wants feel this should be blue because blue is about success. The other person feels it should be a bright color like the yellows, the oranges, you know, wow, uh, in the room. So I'm not sure how that – I think blue and orange okay, might be kind so of – Okay, blue, so blue and orange, okay, well, I'm in Colorado and that's the Broncos, so I don't I, – I like the Broncos, don't like blue and, blue and orange together. However, I would do a shade of blue and a shade of yellow. I agree. I wouldn't go the orange family, but I would do the yellow family. But I, it would depend on the shades of blue. And if they're in, um, I would go to, like, the Home Depot and ask someone to make sure that the shades. Um, and the other thing in paints is you want to make sure that the t- there's a pink undertone in some paints and there's a yellow undertone in paint. If you put a pink undertone with a yellow undertone in two different colors, you're going you're gonna to mess up the lighting situation. I don't like pink undertone paint. I like the yellow undertone paint. It creates a warmer energy from the lighting source. 
and I'm very particular about lighting, so I know Goober and I had made mention of that, but I would ask them to just be mindful of the, the colors and the shades and make sure that they're the same undertones, and I would suggest yellow instead of the pink undertone. Okay. Can All I right. Ask, can I ask you something in reference to that also? Yes. If their desks are on different sides of the room or, say, uh, back, well, back-to-back almost, mm-hmm. how would, a, um, like, putting those two colors on the wall and then putting that divider in between the two desks and mm-hmm. then um, having different, whatever side of the divider is, having them paint that side of the divider the color that they actually want. That way it's not permanent. Mm-hmm. And if they see Absolutely. that it doesn't match, then they can paint that divider on their side the way they want it, you know? That's a great oh. idea. Absolutely. Yeah, Go ahead, Guru. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I also, Guru, good job. So you're, already on, you're already on target. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what else? And, Angela, you can tell me, what about accenting? Like, I've noticed when I've gone out shopping, I've seen different colored, you know, desk pads and, and desk sets, you know, and you can kind of accent in what about that? If they found, like you said, that neutrality and they could also accent with their colors that they believe are going to most maximize their creativity, their productivity, is that a good thing as well or is that something that's going to Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, using the space, if, if they come and if they can agree on doing two walls and the colors are two blues and two yellows, I think that would work. Or if one agrees to do the blue walls and everything's in, in the yellow tone, I think that's mm-hmm. a great idea. So, like, maybe some shears or some fun, some kind of something over the window and maybe a yellow chair. Um, yellow, I don't, you know, you have to look at different places and find baskets and organizing pieces that are yellow. Or you can even, I mean, I like to find cool baskets at, like, um, different stores and paints. Not every basket you can do that, but some baskets you can actually paint and get a color-coordinated basket. Um mm-hmm. So bringing in the colors that way. Because um, ultimately it sounds like both of these people really want to create a space that's going to bring in prosperity and abundance. So how are they going to work together to create that and create that energy? The other, the other thing is, too, is if you're going to do, depending on the colors, and if they, I'm just using the two walls as an example. So one wall's blue and the other's yellow. I would also find a way of doing, like, a, like I'm really into silk, tall, really nice plants, or really, I prefer live. Um, but some spaces can't sustain a live plant, I would put a nice tall silk, you know, palm tree or some kind of green tree to actually separate the color, and then it actually gives a little bit of a division. It fills in the room with warmth from, I prefer, live plants, um, and then they're able to then kind of not have two colors right against one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so feel the space. When you set, you know, and, and again, I'm going to, um, I, I suggest and um, encourage anyone to go, let's step into the space and how do I feel? What's going on in my body? And we might not really consciously know that when we go to a restaurant, uh, some kind of retail store, any place we go, we don't always realize that, how do I feel uncomfortable? Oh, this place feels weird. Oh, this kind of feels dirty. And before we just kind of like kind of put it out of our mind because we're so desensitized to our environment sometimes. And I think if people just take a moment just to step into awareness, take a breath, feel what their body's saying, they'll start seeing things differently. Excellent, excellent. And they're saying thank you, thank you, Angela. I'm going to go visit. I'm going to go visit the website. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
And awesome. I, and Thank you. And tell me that you were the pink. Tell me you were the yellow blue wall, and I'll send you some more ideas that I'll coordinate okay. or talk to you. Yeah. I, you know, and I just want to thank you again so much, uh, Angela, for pouring out, you know. But this is part of the sacred service that is the undergird for us propelling forward into our passion. We had Jody on um, talking about uh, uh, passion, you know, functioning from your passion. And mm-hmm. and now we have Angela on today talking about, you know, how do we honor that sacred space and how do we organize it? How do we mm-hmm. organize and validate and embrace that sacredness of our space that we create that is going to propel us into that place of of manifesting who we are and what we are to contribute. And um, so I think it's really important that we begin to recognize how we do that at the optimum level. Absolutely. How we do that at the optimum level. Um, I I I want to just tell you I I'm learning so much I am just tickled inside listening to you and <laughs> thank you thank you thank you I can't wait to get the I can't wait we're gonna have fun okay so so let's so let's go back so do you have any projects coming up Angela that you want to share or any particular things that you want us to be aware of that people can take advantage of um, besides your website. And I, because if, and then after you do that, I want to talk to you about what you do with the dolphins. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, I, I mean, as far as I, I do client by client, um, so I haven't. I've just kind of worked really personal with different individuals. I do um, presentations at a place here at um, it's called the People House. It's a place where people can. Unfortunately, not all your callers can obviously come here. But I'm doing a couple presentations coming up just because I have a demo. So, like, I have a pretend closet that's all messy, and I help you. I get to show you how to do that because I'm a very visual learner and a tactile, so I need to see it and do it, and I try to really express that. So um, I've been told I really need to start a blog, so I probably need to start a blog and would love to blog with people. would be happy to email um, those individuals that have any questions or uh, comments. And I do, I'm also, you know, willing to travel. And I have traveled, actually. I have a, a big job coming up at the end of June in New York um, with a family that's been in a house for 30 years. So I was referred to them through a friend um, and working through discarding what no longer serves them. So that's, like, my next big, big project. But I do little projects for different people on the on a regular basis. Excellent. Excellente. Were you going to say something before I get going? And no. Ask her? Okay. No. All right. No. So, Angela, so tell me about this. Okay, I'm going to tell you, first and foremost, I love anything that is outside of the box. That's me. And so mm-hmm. when I read in your bio that you shared with us about how you do dolphin-assisted therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was my... I'll divulge my age. It's no big deal at this point, but um, I'm 42. So I started, when I was young, I went through an experience in my life where I was, now I've learned I'd probably be um, social anxiety and um, agoraphobia. I can't, is that the one where I live in? Yeah. So basically I I wouldn't leave the house for about a year and I dropped out of school and thank God for such a blessed mother who was like, all right, I get it, something's up, and we'll work through this. And through some of her amazing friends and my amazing friends, it took me a year to start stepping outside into my, back into the world because 
what it was is there was too much information. And when I was at home one day watching TV because I wouldn't leave the house, um, there was a man who came on the TV with this young man who had Downs, and he was working with the dolphins. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And I believe that's what actually helped turn my life around because not but two weeks later I went back to school, graduated quickly, um, expelled everything, and I moved back to Florida because that's where I'm from originally. And I started volunteering in a, a program at Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which people now know it of the where the movie um, Dolphin Tale was filmed. That's where mm-hmm. I worked for six years doing dolphin stranding work, dolphin training work, and we had a small program called Dolphin Assisted Therapy. I was there for six years and then got to work with the man who was one of the pioneers in dolphin-assisted therapy. What it was was is we used the animal as a stimuli and as a reward. Um, and mostly, it was mostly children um, all around the world from ADD to ADHD, uh, down, uh, near drowning, um, various um, illnesses, various syndromes. I mean, it seemed like every time I turned around, there was a new syndrome and a new um, diagnosis that I'd never heard and had to have to research. So that was 16 years of my life, but what it was was watching the interaction between children, families, and the animal. And I was also a trainer, um, but mostly did the therapy work. And most people couldn't understand, and they're like, really, does that work? Now, I'm not going to say people came in and got healed. That's not what happened, but we had therapists that were OTs, each physical therapist, mental health, um, education, um, and I had like more of an education um, background and training. So what I did was I worked with the trainer and the animal to make sure that the animal, the therapist, and the child got the optimal experience. Um, so we would use those different modalities depending on the child's needs, and then we would use the dolphin to basically stimulate they're wanting to engage or interact with us with whatever we were working on. So I would watch animals, and this is my best, you know, I have a lot of stories, but this is probably my, the story that captivates the whole 16 years is I had a couple children, one in particular who he was hit by a semi, he was from Germany. He unfortunately Mm. passed away not too long after visiting us, and his body was in a very um, um, frozen state, so it was very fragile. You couldn't really move it, and he was pretty much padded up for the most part. And we had him floating, and I was holding his head, and the other therapist was holding his body, and we were waiting for the animals to come and do their thing. And the dolphin would come, and he couldn't talk. He couldn't interact. The only thing he could use was his eyes, and I wasn't even sure how much cognitive ability he had. But something between him and the dolphin, and tears just started rolling down his face. And I was just like, I could feel it all through my body. I'm like, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm crying. And the other therapist is crying because there's a sense of happiness and a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. And I would watch animals that would actually interact with one child, the same animal, the same dolphin, who would work with a more stable individual and would, you know, take them on these great rides through the lagoon. And then the same animal, the next child at the next dock over, would go so slow with a very fragile child. It was like they intuitively knew. So that's basically my work summed it up. Um, And then I went back to school and I worked with, um, unfortunately, both of the programs closed down. And um, just due to money and a lot of interaction um, was limited by the FDA. So there's still some dolphin programs. There's one in the Keys, um, actually a woman that used to work for the gentleman I worked for. And there's some around the world, like in Carousel. So there is still the dolphin assisted therapy programs, but 
Yeah, so that was my that was my life before this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, because when I saw that, and like even when you were telling that story, I could feel that, and I could see the young man there, and I and, and I agree. I mean, it's it's the oh my goodness, I'm back to that movie guru. I'm back to the movie, and this is it. This is this is the thing is that the cure is the movie is called the cure is, and it talks about how innately we have this way of connecting and how you know, how the animals in the universe and how we can share this silent message of healing on a small, on a molecular level, you know, and I just love it. I love it that you have that experience Absolutely. and you can share it with us. That's oh, awesome. Thank you. That was honorable. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Oh, that was beautiful. Huh, come on, let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> we better go to break just oh. for a quick Let's take a quick break, y'all, and let's remember to take in a deep breath and just rest in this moment as we go into our commercial breaks because it is so much being shared right now, and I know that it, it could be a process that is allowing us to reflect, if it should be, and in, be inspired to make some changes and some adjustments that are going to enhance our lives exponentially, that are going to take us to the next level that we are waiting to get to. And it's not like it's something that isn't ours already. It's just that we just now become more opened up. And today Angela has been pouring out how our environment, how little, you know, minor things in our environment can help get us more organized, get us more focused, to reaching our goals um, implicitly and and just knowing how we're going to get there. I, I just love this kind of stuff. I am honored to do this every day. I know y'all hear me say this all the time. This is the best time of my life when I can share out. And Guru, yes. Angela, Guru is one of those folks who was like you. Why isn't she charging for this? So, I am. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's too late now. You know, maybe maybe I'll tell people to make a donation at the end of the end of the webinar. Who oh, knows? no, no, not for, but, this, um, not for this. I do I do business, but we no no charging for today. This is my this is my service no, no, to no. you as well. No, I no, I'm yeah, I'm I'm talking about the webinar y'all were fussing at me about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll on something, but like I said, we're gonna make it. But well, we are gonna take a quick uh, momentary break, and then we're gonna come right back. I'm thinking I'm not gonna do some music today. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do music today. If I'm just gonna do commercials, we'll see, and we'll come right back here on moments of conversation where we are joined with a phenomenal, phenomenal woman who is sharing and pouring out into us. So you want to pour back into uh, into her as well by visiting her website. It is called uh, organizational-therapy.com, and this is Angela Schmidt. So we'll be right back after these commercial breaks. everyone. I am Mary Nafua personally inviting you out to join me for something that happens on rare occasions. I'm hosting a free webinar Thursday, June 6th. All you have to do is get out a pen and paper, be there on time, and know that this seminar is going to help you raise the bar on your financial accountability, setting your goals, understanding what success actually is, and how you can make it happen for you on every level of your life. So join me June 6th and take out the time to raise the bar for success. 
we're looking forward to seeing you. So go to RaiseTheBarWeb.Eventbrite.com. RaiseTheBarEventbrite.com. See you on June 6th. Life and Spiritual Coach, Minister, Author, and Inspirational Speaker. These are just a few titles used to describe Marion Ifua. But her name says it all. She is an innovator and bringer of change. If you desire to change for the better, contact Marion Ifua at 480-269-1038. 480-269-1038. Or by visiting ifuaspeaks.com. E-F-U-A-Speaks.com. Marion Ifua. Change for today tomorrow, and the rest of your life. And we are back here on Moments of Conversation. Welcome back to all of you who are joining us. Again, those of you that are listening on the phone lines, you don't have to just stay there and listen. You can actually push one on your phone lines. And those of you that are listening via the Internet, you can also contact me. I do have my Facebook page open, and you can message me on Facebook from my inbox, and I will give it to you or here on Twitter if you want to. Well, we're joined today by Angela Schmidt. She is, what do I call you, Angela? The what do I call um, you after all? I'm sorry, I can hardly hear you. I said, what do I call you today? I mean, oh, you, an intuitive organizational coach and psychotherapist. Yeah, you know, I said all that earlier, right? I'm like, she just, she just, and look, I said the organizational guru, the intuitive <laughs> organization, that's it, that's it. There you yeah, go. No, so, I'm telling you, it is right on time. It is right on time. And I love how you say you walk into the spaces and, and just kind of walk. I can only imagine the magic that happens, and so i got to figure out how do I let your magic happen, because I have a space for you. I do. I do have a space that I need to look at, But uh, so you may have to do something with that. But, again, to all of you that are on the phone lines, as I said, when we came back from break, it, uh, you don't have to just keep listening. You can actually push one on your phone line, uh, on your phone, and you can go ahead and you can talk to Angela as the other callers have done on today. And if you're just listening, that's okay. Again, just taking the time out to breathe and rest in this knowledge. And go back and listen to the archives. They're for free. And you're able to go back and listen and follow up with Angela. You know, when you hear things that touch you, that, that, in, that you can embrace and enhance your life, go back and just say, you know, have a moment of gratitude and thank Angela for this opportunity that she's shared out uh, to you in. And see how else she can help you and assist you further on in your life. I'm guaranteeing you will not regret it. I can say that with good mm-hmm. good, good intentions and recognitions just by dealing with her and listening to her over and over again. Angela, um, can we talk a little bit about um, kind of how when you shared with us a little bit about being able to get into our space, how do we know or how do we open up, if you can, um, mm-hmm. to fully understand, like, what we need in our space to function? I mean, like, you you talked a little bit about it with brevity earlier about 
deciding what goes, what stays, how do you donate versus destroy uh, or repurpose? How, how do how, do you have any hints for us? You know, when we're trying to go well, through that process. So, when again, for it's such a delicate process when I go into a home and and when people are working in their homes. I mean, obviously, you need a, you know somewhere to sit. You need somewhere to you know some apartments. You have your dining table, whatever the case might be. And even if it's an, an, a piece of furniture that's kind of just been beat up and you don't really care it's there and it's just been there because you've had it and you never really thought much about, you know, getting rid of it or um, donating it to someone else, when you walk into your space, just kind of take an inventory. And when I say breathe into that, look at the pieces that resonate something. So you're like, you know, I've had that chair for 10 years since college. I don't know why I keep dragging it around with me and why is it still here. So without judgment, just go, okay, so I've got, I need a, I need a sitting area, so what do I do? Do I put a piece of cool fabric over it? Do I donate it and go to the another, like, you know, secondhand store and find another chair for maybe $10 and start changing up your space? So when you look at the items around you, just notice, like, oh, you know, I don't know why I hung that picture there. Like, it doesn't even have the same colors as my room, but I just hung it because it was just, I just moved in, that's where it went. And I have a lot of people that do that work. I don't know why I did it. I just did it. So be mindful of what, just take a, an inventory of, like, why did I hang that there? And and look at it. Does it feel right? Does it go with the room? Does it create the space? And I always like to encourage clients. Um, I usually do it with them because they don't really, they want the, the coaching, they want the support, they want the fun, because I really like to have fun during this process. And you know, we will take things down and move furniture around. And it might take three times before someone's like, ah, I feel at peace here. And so if you're not, if, you know, if you're doing it on your own, make a, make a Saturday, call up a friend that's supportive and say, would you mind coming over? I'm, you don't even have to help me move furniture. I just want you to have some tea with me. We'll have some snacks and we'll, we'll, I need someone to support me through rearranging my room. And start noticing how it feels. And actually, it's so funny. Even once you do that and you find the room, the space that you like it, I, rooms will take, it takes like two days for them to actually integrate their change. So even in my own personal space, when I change, it might take me two days to make sure that my energy and the energy of the items in there, we've all integrated together. And when I walk in, do I feel revitalized or do I feel low and sad and tired we notice those pieces. That's an awareness piece. Yes. So when yes. you do that with the piece, well, and clothes, I mean, furniture, you can obviously donate. You can dispose of them correctly, obviously. Um, and the thing with clothes, really quick, that I wanted to share with um, anybody, and especially women, and you had made a comment earlier, Marion, about you have certain clothes that you're like, I love them, I want to get rid of them, and but they're too big or whatever, you know? And so I always... I tell women, so we, this is kind of the fun piece. So, for instance, if there's a shirt that you wore to work all the time, but it's too big and it doesn't fit right and you don't feel great in it with your skirt or whatever, um, can you can you add a different pajama bottoms to it and make it a cute little new outfit for lounging around in the house? So now you feel even a little mm-hmm. fancier than, you know what I mean? How can we kind of make ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit more honored and even just our, in our loungewear? Why not? Who says we shouldn't? Why do we have, you know what I mean? So 
just feel into that. Mm-hmm. That's where the key is, is then your person and feeling into that space or that item, clothing or that article of furniture, or article of clothing, item of furniture, I should say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listening to you describe your process, your organizing process or approach, I'm thinking to myself, we really we really need people to really reach out to you. I wish you were closer. I could be like, hey, girl, come on, spend a, spend a month with me, why don't you? Okay. <laughs> hey, and I got a couple other folks I need you to go spend about a year with. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm game. Yeah, I mean, so I really want to encourage you all because she has poured out that this holistic approach that she integrates into it from the intuitive side to the to the strategy side, the tactical side, and, and the creative side. You can see that it is holistically a process that she uses that re- brings about results. I mean, just in the brevity of conversation she shared today and understanding, you know, how she's able to do that. And that's what happens when you really – function from inside out in doing what you normally would do. So we now know her typical or usual clients are everyday people just like you and I who want to do something better, who want to take it to the next level, who want to maximize what we're doing and how we're doing it. And feel. And I love how you opened up today, uh, Angela, and you said when people come into your home, they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is so inviting. It's so inviting. I mean, isn't that what you want when people come to your home or to your to your place of business? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think, and there's a way of um, when we again, it's a way of being witness. When people come into that space and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to leave," there's something that makes me feel good with the inside. It's like I've not only provided this great space for myself, but I've been able to have friends that are having tough times come in and feel at home and find a peace there. And mm-hmm. the same with the office, because notice, I mean, and, you know, I always ask people, think of a place that you went in, you didn't know why it was uncomfortable, and you just you had to get out, or you just didn't want to like the restaurant because something was weird, or those pieces, and we don't, again, we don't get real aware about it, we just don't go back to that place, that place of business, that building, that house, that, you know, we don't like to go to certain friends' homes because they are just, you know, upside down with emotional undertow because of a relationship or children, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things. Just taking a knowledge, and it's not a judgment piece. It's just being aware of our environment. And how do we help each other? You know, if you have a friend who, and and I've done this with a lot of friends over the years when they're in transition, what can we do to help your transition go a little bit better and make the space be a little bit more softer for the transition of divorce and those kinds of pieces? Um, And just Again, the key is awareness. It's truly mm-hmm. just being aware within your mind and your body. Your body will tell you first. And then you'll have the words, the emotional piece. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and like I said, I, I was also on your webpage last night, and I wrote down, I, I wrote down last night, uh, you have reorganized, revive, and reclaim. I thought that was mm-hmm. such a powerful statement. I said, listen to her, because I talk about <laughs> I have five odds that I talk about when I deal with people, but I just I just thought that was such a powerful way to say that. You know, reorganize, revive, because that really is what we're doing. When you mm-hmm. make a decision to make some some changes or to escape, you know, explore, see, mm-hmm. and communicate possibilities to enhance exponentially. When you do that, you really are mm-hmm. reorganizing 
thoughts, you're reorganizing your environment, you're reorganizing mm-hmm. the way your perceptions, everything that you've ever had, you are you are revitalizing that and, and so I just love that, Angela. I am so honored to have you into now my space, into my moment of mm-hmm. existence and I appreciate you. And yes, I look well, forward to more Oh, I look forward to more conversations, and I look forward to our times. We're going to be sitting back on the on the veranda. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm telling you, she is a beautiful, um, a beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. Just go check her out. I mean, you'll see it. And she's also on Facebook. If you want to follow her on Facebook, it's Angela Schmidt as well. So I want to encourage you to go to her website. I want to encourage you to follow up with her. Go ahead and reach out, and I got a feeling if you reach out, you'll find a change. And, and don't get afraid that, you know, it's going to be too expensive. It's going to be overwhelming. No, you need to open up because at the moment you invest in yourself, that is the moment in which you get the greatest return on your investment. Those dividends keep coming for exponentially forever. And uh, so you want to do that. You want to take some time out to do that and embrace all the opportunities that come your way. Remember, we talk about that here. You know, stop. See the opportunities and possibilities that are surrounding you and allow them to rest in you and build you and fortify you and and shield you and and take you forward. So Angela's part of that propelment. So go on to her website, www.organizational-therapy.com. I want to thank all of you who have been on these phone lines I know you're intensely taking notes. Again, it's in the archives. Go back and clarify it. Better yet, instead of going to the archives, get, go to Angela's site and, and email her and set up a time to talk with us and learn more about her and how she can assist you in your process of decluttering and reorganizing and reviving and reclaiming the authentic you. Oh, Angela, I enjoyed you today, girl. Thank you. I did as well. I'm looking forward to more conversation. I would love to to come out to Arizona and meet you guys in person in South Carolina to meet Guru. So, yeah, who knows what's in front of us, right? I know, I know. I I got a, I, I had a little spark that happened um, as I was talking about you, so I got a little message. So we definitely will be talking again real soon. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk a little bit more a little later. But definitely want to uh, make sure everyone is aware of that, that we're going to be back here on Thursday, and we have another guest on Thursday. I know this is a busy week for us, right? Two guests in one week. Who knew? Um, on the 23rd, her name is Meredith. She is called the career mystic. Ha! Ooh. <laughs> and she's another phenomenal one who talks about how you look at yourself as far as your careers and intuitively begin to allow the spirit to guide you to the right career that you were destined to make your contribution in. So you guys come back and join us. And, again, follow up with Angela And we will be back here on Thursday morning at the same time here on Blog Talk Radio. Angela, I'm going to send over the links and all that good stuff. And let me know how things go. If people follow up with you, let me know how that goes. And we're going to be here again. You're welcome to join us anytime to pop in. I'm always open to that. Always open to that because now you are part of our family. And we always have moments of conversation available for people who are willing to do that. All right, so we're going to wrap up this program on today. I think I am going to go out. I'm going to do our closing, and then we're going to go out. Um, someone, when I said music earlier, I got two messages, one on Twitter and one on Facebook, says, play Higher Heights. 
So I'm going to play that. I think it's, I think I got to re-record it because uh, it sounded a little shaky, but we're going to do this. This is my song, Angela, that I've written, and uh, it's called Higher Heights. And, uh, mm. yeah, yeah so we're going to leave out on that. So I'm going to remind everyone as we close out that when you're, things begin to overwhelm you, cloud you, make you feel like you just can't go on, stop. Take a deep breath and scream out nice and loud, that's not my reality. Know it's not the end of the road and that it's only real if you believe it to be so. So at that moment that you stop, look around you. See the opportunities and possibilities that are surrounding you. Apply them to your life and plunge yourself deep into your knowing and go forward. Because there's such a great thing awaiting you further up the road. Thanks again for joining me here on Moments of Conversation. And joining us here with our guest, Angela Smith, please be sure to go by and see her at organizational-therapy.com and form your site to be revitalized into the authentic you to reorganization. We'll see you again on Thursday morning, same time, same place. Thanks for joining us here. Talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Angela. Thank you, Marian and Guru. Have a good day. Thank you. And here we go with your request for higher heights.